0: Hello? hello and welcome to the Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. The Vegas Voice brought to you by the Vegas Voice Magazine, the free monthly magazine. It's the voice for your health, wealth and good times. Hi everybody, John the announcer here and yeah, we got a great show on tap today. She's with us for the entire hour. Lois Travelina is here. She's the wife of the late, great Fred Travelina. You remember Fred from all the TV in game shows he was a master impressionist singer composer just and when a great impression is like Rich Natoli gives you a thumbs up, you know he's great. Speaking of Rich Natoli, here he is.
1: <laughs> Fred Fred Travelina was my idol. He really was my idol. Him and Rich Little were the two people that I just idolized. You know, because as a teenager, I started doing you know comedy and impressions, as you know, in high school. Yeah. And uh, and then I met uh, I met Fred and Lois. I don't know if Fred Lois will remember, but we'll ask her. But I met them at the Circle Star Theater. Fred was opening for Mac davis at the time and we literally my friend and i hid in a broom closet and when fred was unlocking his dressing room door we popped out and we said we wanted to meet you we're not here to meet mac davis we want to meet you you know and he was so nice and so gracious i still have the silver bullet he gave me a silver bullet I'll be necklace yeah and we have lois travelina his wife on the line hi lois Hi there, how are you? Oh, we just, we loved your husband, you know um, You know, as it, as America did And fr- we're doing a tribute to him this hour Because Fred was, you know He was such an inspiration to me Starting out And uh, and to many other people That were starting out in the comedy industry uh, Him and Rich Little, I think, were the, the two That were just, just so impactful um, To everyone And uh, so we've got, you know We've got so much to talk about Because Fred, you know, Fred has He's written like, how many songs did he write? Original songs as well, because he was a singer too. Like, Probably, thir- 30 something, right?
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Around 35 songs, original songs that he wrote. In fact, I keep finding them on little cassettes. If you can believe, I still have a machine that plays those cassettes, but I do.
0: <laughs> I do, too, uh, Lois. I do, too.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, I had uh, so many of his talk show sets because I used to watch him. He was on all the talk shows, right? He was on everything. The, the Tonight Show, a bunch of times he was on Merv Griffin, Mike Douglas, Dinah Shore. Oh, yeah. Um, is there any show he didn't do? <laughs> he was on everything.
3: I don't think so. In fact, somebody called me the other day and told me he was on a game show. I never heard it before, but... I guess he was on it,
1: yeah, I know. Yeah. well, yeah, I would sit home sick from school, and I'd put on the game shows and and they would go it's uh tattle tales, with Fred Travelina it's a match game, with Fred Travolina <laughs> on everything you know? <laughs> but but very entertaining, I mean, he did you know hundreds of voices, and uh uh you know not too many people had the repertoire of of him and rich little that they had, and it just amazing the the uh the amount of people that that they that they did. And uh, so now um, he wrote these original songs, and he has um, uh, uh, like 30-something songs. If you go to, folks, if you go to fredtravelina.com, you can learn about Fred and all all the entertaining that he did and everything he had to offer. And and Travelina is T-R-A-V-A-L-E-N-A.com. And so now he wrote these songs, and there was a song called The Spirit of America. Tell me about that, Lois. Oh,
3: my. Well... And that happened after uh, 9-11, and uh, Fred was a very big patriot and a veteran, and we supported the USO, and any time he had the opportunity to entertain the troops or shake hands with the troops, or he even laid a wreath uh, in Washington uh, at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, et cetera, et cetera. And, but anyway, he was so inspired. Um, because of what had happened, he wrote the Pictures on the Wall, which is about all the people that we left, we lost at 9-11, and then he wrote Spirit of America, um, which is about our flag. So it's a great, I, I, I love hearing it over the holiday, the uh, Veterans Holiday, 4th of July, whatever, and a lot of the radio stations around the country do play them. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I want to, I want to get in some of this because he he sang beautifully, you know. Fred and you you and Fred met. You were in the service as well, correct?
3: No, I was oh. civilian secretary on post at Fort Belvoir, Virginia.
2: Oh, okay. My mm-hmm.
3: my father was military and he worked there, so we lived close by. And when I was old enough, and became a secretary where did i go to fort belvoir virginia and here is this young girl at 20 something 21 22 years old driving around the base in my convertible (laughs) and all these guys marching on the parade ground and whatever i joined a little theater that was there called the Ession's theater and fred was attached to that because he was in special services and they put on plays and shows for the troops. They opened it up to the civilians, and I thought, gee, what better place to go? I loved to sing. When I was in high school, I did some things. So I went over there and auditioned, and we were in plays together, and we're talking things I had never, never done before. and uh, But I learned, and he and several other people, George Lee Andrews, who was in, uh, in, in New York, still is in New York, in broadway plays he was head of um teaching us how to dance and uh someone else was teaching us blocking and whatever but fred and i met and i found out in later years that he had told his uh, guys his friends that he was going to marry that girl
1: wow (laughs) you you, you struck a chord wow
3: Nothing about it. Well, we started singing on stage there in plays and whatever, and we found we we gelled and everything went well. So I was working at the officer and NCO clubs on weekends as a female singer with the big band. So I asked the, uh, the conductors, uh, could this guy come over and sing with me? Well, by then we put an act together and... Uh, we were telling everybody we're the new Stephen and Edie. <laughs> Traveled around all the clubs there in the Washington, D.C. area in Virginia um, for about a year and a half. And then when he got out of the service, we did the Catskills and the Poconos and some weddings, et cetera, et cetera. However, when we then got married some years later, um, I said to him then, by the way... Once we're married, you're it. I will not work anymore. I'll be the wife and supporter and whatever you want me to do, but I will not get on stage. We're going to concentrate on you. And that's what I did the the rest of my life, working with and for him, but not on stage with him. Only sang one other time with him in the U.S. uh, show. We went over to um, um, ah, Sarajevo and... um, uh, entertain the troops he and a couple other people and he called me up one night and I about died but he had the tracks and um, we sang a song of course the kids the young guys they didn't know what kind of music you know I you're walking along the street or you're at a party it, 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 they just looked at us like who are these people singing, you know? <laughs> <Just so
1: cute. laughs> we're talking to uh, Lois Travelina if you're just tuning in. She is the, uh, the wife of uh, the late, great, uh, multi-talented Fred Travelina You can go to fredtravelina.com to learn more about Fred Travelina and all that he had offered in the years he was on this earth. We're going we're gonna, to... Uh, right now, I want to play The Spirit of America, which is a patriotic song that Fred wrote um, for your listening enjoyment. Uh, he wrote 30-something songs. This is... Is one of them and uh, we'll be more to talk with uh, Lois right after this.
4: If you listen you can hear the spirit of America Look around all glories flying everywhere You can hear the sound of In her clouds of majesty It's the spirit of America In the smoke and fire and sacrifice For all the world to see What is left among the rubble Heroes, folks like you and me Look again at New York Harbor Still stands Miss Liberty And the spirit of America Raise all glory Raise her high Proclaim freedom to the
2: sky
4: It's the spirit of America in strange lands for liberty. Iwo Nam and Normandy, they died for you and me. Honor those who fought before us, open freedom's holy door to the spirit of America. On every corner, on the rooftops, our cities large and small, smiling faces of all races, all religions hear her call. I'm a loving guy, but I have a job to do.
1: That was an original patriotic song by the uh, late great multi talented Fred Travelina, and we are joined this morning by his uh lovely wife lois Travelina, and we're talking about Fred's career and what an inspiration he had to so many performers. Did he know lois what what a great inspiration he was to you know people like me and different different artists.
3: I don't think it, it uh, dawned on him. Although, no, I shouldn't say that. A lot of people, as soon as they met him, they'd go into doing impressions. You know, yeah. um, Crazy. Whether they did one or ten, um, he he was one of those impressionists that um, made people think about. Oh, you can do different things with your voice. And when he passed away, I sat down one day and counted up, and he he did over four hundred. Voices and sound effects. Yeah, amazing. I mean, that the most amazing. And of course, I watch a lot of the DVDs and listen to his CDs and um, uh, shows. Like I said, on the cassettes, which is so funny. Um, and, and then I'll, there'll be another one, a new one uh, that I don't didn't remember. So I think in that respect, yes, he inspired people like you. In fact, I was going through something the other day, and I thought I should send this to Rich. He could use this as background music. <laughs> you <laughs> might. Be able to. But um, uh, I gave some music to a singer recently. Uh, a lot of Frank Sinatra charts um, that Fred did. I mean, his that was his top number one impression, Frank Sinatra. And
1: oh nobody was, nobody did it better than Fred I mean he had he did you know John he did Sinatra from the early days and then a whole different voice the Sinatra mm-hmm. voice from uh, the current Sinatra at that time Wow it was amazing right He did both of those in his act I remember
3: uh, yeah he did he actually did three different voices. He did the 40s and then like the 70s, 80s and then at the end yeah. I mean it was and you could tell a difference. There was a time, I don't know if you remember, on the Mike Douglas show, mm-hmm. where Mike had um, uh, clone bro- the Clone Brothers. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, Mac Davis. There was uh, uh, Sammy Davis. Um, oh, now. The- Anthony, these-
1: Anthony Newley, too.
3: Anthony Newley. Uh, and oh. Johnny
1: Mathis. And Johnny Mathis, I think, too, right?
3: And here was, they were behind a curtain. Right. Dark stage, behind a curtain, and he would announce, and now the Clone Brothers, and they would start singing, mm-hmm. and you would be watching, and you're listening, well, which one's singing? <laughs> Fred was yeah. so-gone close. You could not tell who was singing. Yeah, It was amazing. And then they walked out, and everybody applauded and clapped, and then you're listening again to the both of them. Even Fred is walking and acting like them, you know? It was amazing, just yeah,
1: amazing. amazing. Uh, it was just amazing. And, and he loved doing this, right? I mean, he, that was his passion, right? He just loved doing impressions and, and singing. Well, he did,
3: but he started out as a singer. He wanted to be a singer like his dad mm-hmm. and like Frank, who both of them worked as singing waiters in, in New Jersey when mm-hmm. they were younger. Mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, <clears throat> and that's why Fred used to say he'd go to sleep. Instead of a bedtime story, he'd go to sleep listening to Frank Sinatra and uh, grew up with it. But uh, he always wanted to be a singer. And then, of course, when he and I started singing together, that's what we did. But one night, he tells me, he told me, I said to the audience, I bet you all are in for a little bit of comedy. You know, Fred does comedy and a couple impressions you might like. Would you like to hear it? Well, they're all applauding and I just backed off the stage. <laughs> that was the beginning of him, and he did five minutes, you know. Yeah, right. Then the audience flipped. So that was the real beginning of when he started including it in his act. And, uh, and then it, that became his act. That's what he became known for. That's what he was booked uh, on The Tonight Show for, his comedy and impressions. Not the singer.
1: Well, now then, then wasn't it about that time in the Catskill Mountains? Didn't Rich Little see him and bring him to do the copycats? Wasn't that?
3: Uh... Yes, thank you for remembering that. Yes, mm-hmm. he uh, Rich came in in the early morning show. I don't know, one or two o'clock in the morning at Grossingers. Wow! And uh, <laughs> he was sitting in the audience. And Fred was a nervous wreck. Do you know who's out there tonight? Oh, my God. And uh, Rich came back, and he said, Kid, you're very good. He said, I really like what you do. And he said, I'm going to help you. And Fred went, yeah, right. He's not <laughs> going to help me. Well, he did. He recommended him to, um, yes, they did the copycats, but he recommended him to Shirley McLean. Shirley had called and wanted Rich to open for her. Mm-hmm. She was going to be performing in Las Vegas. And uh, he said, I've got a guy who would be just right for you. Well, and then it became a long lifetime uh, relationship with Shirley.
1: Well, you know, I because- saw, I saw, I was in Vegas. This is going back so many decades now. I was in Vegas, and I saw Fred uh, open for Shirley McLean at the Riviera, it was the Riviera Hotel, and, and he... You know, he, he comped me in the show, Fred did, and we were backstage hanging out in his dressing room and he introduced me to Shirley McLean. and then he took me over to see Don Rickles at the Sahara in at the time. Uh-huh. And Fred you know, was so nice. He said, you want to see Rickles? Yeah, yeah. So, all right, let me do the second show and then we'll go over to see Rickles, you know. So, we went over and saw Rickles and stuff. So, yeah, he was opening for Shirley McLean at that time, too.
3: Yeah, she was great. She was so talented. Well, he really enjoyed... Being with her and talking to her. One time they had us, um, after the show, I had had the children. We had the children in Vegas. And I went back after the first show to the house. And uh, Fred didn't get home, of course, until after the shows. Well, that night, the two of them went out to eat and have conversation. I don't know where they were. And everybody said, oh, Lois, how could you believe that? Well, because I know Shirley and I know Fred, and the two of them, all they could talk about were the spirits of, of what's up in the sky. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, you know, backstage when he said uh, when when Shirley McLean was sitting in her dressing room, I'll never forget this. You know, some things you just don't forget. And she said, um, she, she, "Fred goes, well, that was that was great, you know what you did." And she goes, "Fred, Freddie, was it clear?" was it clear what I did? And he looks at me. Fred looked at me and, and kind of rolled his eyes a little bit, and he goes, yeah, yeah, it was clear, wasn't it, Rich? And I go, yeah, yeah, it was clear. <laughs> we still, to this day, I don't think Fred knew what she was talking about, because I didn't either. She was kind of out there, you know. Oh, yeah,
3: she was performing to the stars. Or yeah, yeah, you
1: know? yeah. <laughs> but I'll never forget, she said that, you know. And, and John Rickles yeah. loved Fred, you know. Don, because oh, Fred yeah. Fred was doing Don Rickles to Don Rickles in his dressing room that <laughs> night I remember <laughs> and Rick
3: here, here again is another thing was when Fred did the Tonight show he only did the Tonight show two times with Johnny Carson and it's not that Carson didn't like him every time those two times Carson was excuse me peeing on the floor he, Fred just really broke him up but when Rickles hosted, when Joan Rivers hosted, uh, Bob Newhart, you name, it, Fred was with them.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah.
3: Just keep everything sm- laughing and laughing, and, and everybody was laughing, and they'd keep him on. They didn't send him off the stage like they do today. Oh, God, yeah. he's tonight. They, today they, so. oh,
1: they, they loved him. Yeah, and guess who? Guess who? We got a surprise caller, and guess who we have on the line? Who? We have Rich Little on the phone.
3: Hi, Baby, thanks for, Hi, Rich. Good
1: morning. Rich Little's Good there, morning.
5: Lois. Is that Lois there? Of you to
1: That's Lois Cavallina.
5: Yeah, I, I was just listening to you about Johnny Carson, and, uh, you know, you never know, or you never knew what was going on in Johnny Carson's head. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah. uh, you know, there were little things that uh, disturbed him, and then, uh, you know, you wouldn't know what they were, and then the first thing you know, you weren't asked back yeah and yeah. um oh, but you, know, you did, he, Johnny. he was a charming guy and and the best talk show host of all time but he um he had another side to him and uh you know the public never saw that but he you know he was uh he was a um, kind of a, a loner and uh and very moody and uh yeah. Little things upset upset him, you know. And if Fred did the show a couple of times and did well and wasn't asked back with Johnny, you'll you'll never know the reason why. Because I ended up being a no book on that show too.
1: And you hosted it, Rich, right? I hosted it 23 times. Wow, yeah. 23 times. And what did Carson say? Ah, uh, there, there there won't be a 24. <laughs> what, what
5: ah, right. Rich was Rich was so good. Rich was so good. We're, we're, we're not asking him back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so Rich, we were talking about how you discovered Fred in the uh, I think it was the Catskill Mountains for the for uh, and then you you uh, you. Uh, well, Lewis. I don't
5: know whether I discovered him, but I saw him, and I thought he was extremely talented, and uh, I think I um, got him on some show. I'm, I'm, I can't quite remember, the but I did see him in the Cas- was it
1: Copycats, was that?
5: Yeah, it was something, but I, I did see him in the Catskills, and I, I was really impressed with him. Yeah. I, I thought he had a great future, and uh, the thing about well, you, Fred that you, I remember...
3: Let me back I remember up and, and tell you. You recommended what? him because your agent came to you... Uh, to work with Shirley McLean. This is that's what we right. were told. You were already oh. booked somewhere else, and you said to your agent, why didn't you throw uh, out Fred Travolina's name to Shirley? That would be a good match. And that's that's what she told us.
5: And, yeah, I think that's I mean, true, yeah.
3: We were blessing you, saying prayers for you, and, and we were at church every week saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, Rich Little. No, you were wonderful. And then you guys did the copycats together.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, the thing that I remember about Fred, I mean, not, uh, I mean he, he's great talent. He was a great impersonator. But but he was one of the nicest people I've ever met in my in my career. I mean, he was a real oh, sweetheart. You. you could never say anything bad about him. He uh, and he was such a good talker. I mean, on any subject. I mean, he could go for hours and uh, he had a lot uh, you know, he did a lot more than people think he did. Yeah, and, um, he did. And he met a lot of a lot of wonderful people and uh, had a lot of stories about them. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was quite a loss when we lost him. I mean, I, I think about him a lot, you know.
3: Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, you were here recently, and we got to visit – well, not recently, what, a year, year and a half ago or something for the Pacific Pioneer Broadcasters. And um, yeah. we talked – out, Fred, and I just appreciate it so much what you did and keeping in touch. And, of course, uh, Rich, I have to tell you, uh, Natoli, Rich Little and Fred Travelina didn't communicate that much with each other because, of course, no. the competition, and, you know, it was so Well,
1: it's schedules, too, you know, these guys were so busy, everybody kind of goes their own way, you know.
5: But they, yeah, they yeah, and been, I, I, I never knew where you guys were, really, actually. And you know, um, I guess where did, where did you live at the all the time you were with Fred in LA? In LA,
3: yeah, yeah, we were here, and we traveled from here. But you were there in Vegas the whole time.
5: Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been I, yeah. in Vegas mo- most of my life, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful little city if if they ever get it finished. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and so, um, so did you guys? um, Did you? Did you and Fred, uh, Rich, ever like? teach each other how to do any voice at all was there any voice that when you guys hooked up or something for an afternoon or something did you ever say hey do you do that guy and show me how to do that guy did that ever that conversation ever happen um,
5: not really there, there was so much competition when we did copycats you know we'd sit around a table and uh, Everybody would do an impression, and then um, you know the writers or, or um, the director would finally decide on who is going to do a voice. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes uh, you said, "Well, I can do that better," but you wouldn't say anything. You know, and um, <laughs> uh, it was pretty well balanced out because they knew they knew what voices you were good at. And um, and uh, so there wasn't really much competition at all. Uh, Frank Gorshin was uh, a little difficult because uh, Frank never laughed at anything.
1: Yeah, he was <laughs> very. <right>. Yeah, he.
5: <laughs> that's so funny. Well, do, my, that's so funny. You know, my I, I can do an impression of Frank Gorshin. You yeah. remember Fred, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Fred would go like this. Hey, that's funny. That's really funny. You know that? That's a <laughs> Frank did that?
1: Frank Gorshin did that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
6: that's funny.
1: That's really funny.
5: That's funny. And then I remember one time on Copycats, we were all doing Dean Martin. <laughs> right. We did all had our Dean Martin impressions with the tux with the red handkerchief. Yeah. And Frank showed up in a gray tux. Mm-hmm. And everybody said, "Great tux." He never wore a great tux in his life. And Fred said, "And Mount uh, Fred." But um, uh, Frank Gorshin said, "Wrong. I was at a party once, and and he was wearing a gray jacket."
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so now so now on that show that show the copycats was filmed in London. Was it was at London, England. Yeah, and, London, yeah. And you had okay, so so Fred Travelina, you, yourself, Rich Little, um then you had uh uh, uh Frank Gorshin and was John Biner on that show and 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 George Kirby? Um, George, um, Ke- um, Kirby,
5: George Kirby. definitely George Kirby was one of the regulars, that's for sure. Marilyn Michaels.
1: Marilyn Michaels.
5: Um right. John Biner, I don't think did any copycats. I don't I don't mm-hmm. think so. No. Yeah. No. We
2: only did um, four of them. they
5: brought, they brought they brought Charlie Callis over to do his um, impression of. Uh, let me think what he did. He did uh, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name right now.
1: Well, at that time, um, at that time, there wasn't. There was. There was no impressionists except for you guys, right?
5: There were five. I know what it, it was. Georgie Jessel, of- yes. Georgie Jessel, that's right. One. Yes, he well, that's the That's the one that Charlie Callis did, Georgie Jessel. Yeah. And they brought him all the way from um, from uh, America to do, to do uh, a little 10-minute sketch <laughs> wow. of Georgie Jessel. Wow. And I said to the producers, why didn't you just get Georgie Jessel? <laughs> and they said, well, because he hasn't got a name anymore. <laughs>
1: <That's>, uh, <laughs> oh, that is funny. If you're just tuning in, we are talking to... Uh, uh, Lois Travelina, who is the wife of the late great uh, impressionist singer Fred Travelina, and we have uh, a, a surprise caller uh the the multi talented legendary Rich little on the line as well and so now um, it, what's, what, if you want to go to fredtravelina.com you can learn more about Fred and everything and rich little's website is richlittle.com. dot com and so now uh there was there, you you guys, you guys, when people think of impressionists rich, they they think of you and they think of Fred. I mean, you guys are the two names that everybody you know, knew from all the television shows. um did you did you you realize that, right? You knew that?
5: Oh, yeah. 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 Fred was one of the best. There's no question of that, you know. I mean, Frank Gorsham was a little ahead of me. And uh, George Kirby uh, was wonderful in what he did, but George had a lot of problems, you know, and ended up going to prison, which was kind of uh, very sad. Yeah, and, but everybody
1: uh, knew. Everybody knew The thing about you and Fred is nobody had the repertoires that you, you guys had. I mean, Frank Gorshin, yeah. Frank Gorshin was good, but Frank didn't have the repertoire of Fred Travolina or Rich Little.
5: No, well, he didn't. Um, fr- uh, yeah, he... um. um he mostly did singing impressions, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Um, but um, Fred did singing and talking, and so did I, so actually, you know. But we were very similar in many ways.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was all great. Yeah, end, got
3: into more political, which was very, very funny. However, it was funny. It wasn't mean, nasty, or dirty. And right. I, all I, do, I can do is think about what the Sam Hill would he do today with what's going on in our political world? He would have had a heyday, for sure. Yeah. And, um, but he, yeah, he had gotten into a lot of political and and went back to Washington and did a lot of their their big events too.
1: That yes. was do you funny. find? Yeah, Rich. Yeah, you know, Rich I, yeah.
5: You're right. You're right about that. You know, I watched that um, roast they did on. I'll, Baldwin and um,
1: yeah, I saw that. It, too.
5: It, there were some very funny moments in it, but it was so blue. So blue. And I thought to myself, yeah. why does it have to be so blue? And
1: it doesn't because remember when you were doing all those Dean Martin roasts, they were brilliant. The material was brilliant, funny, and everything yeah. was clean.
5: I don't know why they're so dirty, but they are. Yeah, I guess because they can do it now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it really, it really uh, isn't necessary. I mean, you know, even if you think of a, a great comedian like Red Fox was. Red Fox was brilliant on Sanford and Son, but then when he would do his nightclub act, it was really, really, really kind of raunchy and dirty. And, and you'd think, well, why, why would you do that? You're so funny without doing that. I, I never understood a lot. No,
5: of That's that. very true. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. The sad
1: and part the same, about is. same with, same is... with Buddy
5: Hackett. Buddy Hackett too, the same way
1: yeah the same way and uh
3: kids today don't know what comedy really is like you guys did i went to a comedy show the other night at flappers here because a friend of mine was performing who is very very clean works on cruise ships and and corporates and whatever and i went to see him and there were six other people in front of him guys and gals i'm telling you i couldn't clap i couldn't laugh i couldn't smile i just kept putting a fork of food in my mouth so that I didn't, I, I, it was awful.
1: But and it's, it's hard uh, as, a, as a clean performer, yeah, it's hard well, to I, follow I, that. Yeah. You know,
5: I'm performing at the Laugh Factory and, um, and at the Tropicana. I do four nights a week, and I've been there for four years. And uh, the Laugh Factory comics follow me. Mm-hmm. The young comics uh, of today follow my show. Right. And so I occasionally go in and watch them. And yeah. most of them are blue. Most of them are blue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah uh, and they don't a lot of them don't have any act no, yeah. they don't yeah they it's, just, they, their act consists of hi where are you from where are you, you from <laughs> how, how would you it's how, your how life, would your audition
1: uh, how would you audition for the tonight show going hi where are you from
5: oh <laughs> yeah, well, they do that a lot
1: yeah they sure and do then,
5: and then try and play off the audience you see but that's that's very risky there's only only a couple of people that could do that. Don reckless could do that, but um, Robin Williams could do that. But very few comics can make a routine out of playing off the audience.
1: Right. Absolutely. You,
5: have be, you have to be extremely sharp.
1: Absolutely. Well, Rich Little, thank you so much for calling in. We really appreciate you you uh, you calling in today and, and talking with us.
5: Well, thank, thank you, you for thank keeping you. um Keeping Fred's name alive, I think that's uh, very important to do that because he was a he was a great entertainer and a, and a, a great great guy to know and a great gentleman.
1: I'm happy to do that, and I hope he knows that that we're 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 happy to do this for him today. And uh, Rich, come back on the show sometime soon. Thank you again.
5: Okay, Lois, good talking to you, dear. You too. I in Vegas, you come and see hope... me.
3: Well, yes, I should come in and and see you when you're on stage there. I will someday. Okay. Soon.
1: All right. Okay take care. Bye. Bye, bye, Rich. We're gonna we're gonna play another song uh, from Fred Traveline, an original song, and then we'll take a little quick commercial break, and we'll be more to talk with uh, Lois uh, for remaining time after the commercial break. Here's Fred Traveline, another original song by Fred. <laughs>
4: Reflecting in the window pane, I fell in love with her that Christmas. Our love began somewhere between the sides. Manhattan love affair that Christmas. Sing Kissed me softly, such a sweet
2: caress
4: No other loves could come between us My heart could feel the passion in her eyes Sing by.
0: Well,
6: this is Dr. Phil talking at you. You know all those messed up kids you see on my TV show? Well, they're not book readers. Your kids need something fun to read. That's why I recommend American Stonehenge. It's a modern adventure story filled with great characters and mysterious plot twists. For a free preview of the first four chapters go to jimmyandandrew.com that's jimmyandandrew.com use promo code rich25 and receive a 25% discount go to jimmyandandrew.com and use promo code rich25 get your kids reading that way they stay off my tv show What were you thinking?
0: Welcome back to The Vegas Voice. Now, here again, the host, comic impressionist, Rich Natoli.
1: We are back, and we, what a great show this has been so uh-huh. far. My gosh. So much fun. We are talking to Lois Travelina. She is the wife of the late, great, uh, talented impressionist and singer, Fred Travelina, and songwriter, and actor. great song. Oh, <laughs> great song! They're all uh. great songs. I mean, my gosh. And... uh and uh, that was Manhattan Christmas there. And, and I want to talk... Lois, I want to talk... We were joined by Rich Little also. If you're just tuning in, you, you, you might have missed Rich. He was great uh, talking because he was very good friends with Fred and, and admired his talent. Um, but Fred wrote a, a Broadway show about Frank Sinatra. Lois, tell us about that.
2: Oh, gosh.
3: What a a dream that is. It's um, Of course, he he wanted to be play the role of Mr. Sinatra and could have very easily... Um, He wrote it because he had all this history in his head from the time he was, like, when he was an infant. Um, And as he grew older, and, of course, after the Army in Vegas and New York or wherever, he got to meet Mr. Sinatra, which blew him away. But then, each time they met, it was a little more relaxed and whatever, and he got to know him. Um, When he was about 19... He drew a picture of Mr. Sinatra. I'm going to tell this story first. Um, He drew a picture from one of the albums, off of one of the albums, and he did it in pencil. And a big, a big, huge piece of artwork. And he took it to the, I I think it was the Astoria, uh, yeah, uh, Waldorf Astoria there in New York. And he was sitting and waiting and waiting for Mr. Sinatra to come back from wherever. I guess he was filming a movie. And the concierge said, uh, son, what are, you, what are you doing here? Uh, I see you're, you seem to be waiting. He said, yeah, I'm waiting for Mr. Sinatra. And the concierge said, well, he's going to be out for quite a while. What do you have there? I can give it to him. So Fred explained, he had done this picture, and he, the, the person said, well, did you sign it? Did you put your phone number on it? Well, I don't have a telephone number. I can sign it. And he did, and put his address down, I guess never heard a word about receiving if mr sinatra received that piece of art or not right and uh, about 40 years later here we were at a dinner in palm springs that barbara was giving for um the children's hospital in mr sinatra's name and fred was entertaining there in his name and uh and he went over to Barbara to say goodbye. Thank you so much. We had a lovely evening. You know how much I loved Mr. Sinatra. She said, oh yes, I do. And Fred said, well, how would you know that? And she said, well, because we know from the artwork that you did. Oh gosh. hung next to his bed and he looked at it every night and every morning when he got up.
1: And that was 40 years before?
3: Before, well, yeah, I mean, after Frank had died this was after Frank had died we found out that it was in his house he had the piece of artwork That's he, wow uh, Yeah. and what? I've tried to get it back only because I would love it as uh, for my kids to see and have I never saw it either, really but as far as the play is concerned it's a play about Mr. Sinatra and Fred's in- interpretation of his life who he was and what he became. Frank was a very special man, who we know for a fact, because we know knew his secretary, he never said a curse word in front of a lady, ever. Frank did not. Yet you hear from many people what a vulgar SOB he was, and he was not, and Fred knew that. His uh, lifestyle and what had happened in his life broke up fred but he wrote it the way he saw it and he made this play very happy funny and uh, all the music he wrote 26 songs for this play of which of course they say you're not going to use 26 songs in a play but we have to put new york new york in or we have to put drinking again in or nancy with a laughing face and that's fine I've tried to contact the girls, but they won't they won't take my calls anymore. We used to talk, but I know she's got a pro- or Nancy's got a project on the table um, but it, it it's so positive it's a positive movie about this man and I mean I could name it Joe Schmo. It doesn't have to be about Frank Sinatra, right. but anyone who would go and see this play would walk out and say you know. That reminds me of a very famous singer named Frank Sinatra. Oh yeah, because that's what the play is about. Yeah, it's a beautiful. I'm looking for a producer, so anybody out there who wants to help out, I'm here. Yeah,
1: anytime. anybody out there, you can contact Lois at FredTravelina.com. That's the best way to do it. Just go to FredTravelina.com, and you could contact Email Lois. Um, pardon me.
3: It's good. It's a good thing, and and I wish that she would keep, they would keep his name alive in that respect because it could go on. Kids of today, now my granddaughter who's 14, she knows who Frank Sinatra is, of course, because of this family, and she can sing some of the songs, but um, most people don't, uh, young people today, Frank who? And that,
1: oh, I know. That's I know. I mean, you know, my, my kids know a lot of these people, but then some of them, I'll bring up who is somebody that was a big star, like like Columbo from TV. Who? Who's that, Dad? Who's the guy with the trench coat you're doing in your act? I go, it was Columbo. I had his daughter on the show last week, uh, you know, uh, Peter Falk's daughter. And uh, and yeah, the kids today go, who's that? And I go, geez, he was one of the biggest yeah. TV icons, huh, John? Yeah. It's amazing. They
3: were special. Um, And and for a man who... I mean, you listen to that music even today. I do do constantly on Sirius. And uh, the words, the the guys who wrote the words, the lyrics to all of his music, of course, they traveled with him. They knew what was going on in his life. And you could see it because there is a pattern, and it goes from the beginning until the end. Um, What he saw, how he felt, who he loved... I'm drinking again. Why is he drinking again? Why would he try to commit suicide? Which, uh, well, I don't know. Um, but anyway, it, it's they're, the words to every song mean something. People can fall in love listening to that music. Sitting yeah. in a car looking at the moon. Oh, listen to that music.
1: Yeah, so. that's amazing. And you could—that's that, that, when you could actually hear the lyrics to songs, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have a question for Lois? Well,
0: it's just kind of a silly observation. It's uh, interesting that Frederick Albert, uh, 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 Fred's full name, would be a f- fan of Francis Albert.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> uh, so they—they so wow, they, they you... shared the middle name of Albert. That's
3: well. Like I say, his father. Um, well, no, because his father was Frederick Albert also.
2: You know um, yeah.
3: Fred, my Fred was Frederick Albert Travelina the Third and his father was junior and I have fourth. We have our son is the fourth. Um, so it was in Fred's family, the Albert. But I, I used to always say, Oh, you're you're named after Francis Albert. No no Ma uh, no uh, no uh, Lois, uh uh-uh, it wasn't <laughs> it's in the family. So that came from I guess Italy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Frederick uh, Albert. Wow. Well, you know, I met Fred's dad that time in Vegas. Years ago, when, yeah. when he was working with Shirley MacLaine, yeah, I met I met Fred's dad that time. Very nice. He was very nice, you know, and and uh, I think he did a couple of voices for me, if I can remember correctly. He did uh, he did a few impressions, didn't he? Yes, he
2: did.
1: Yeah, he, he, was, he did some. He was a guy.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember that very very distinctly. But and then now Fred did a special years ago called the Funny Life of Fred and Bunny. Do you remember that? Yes, he did. The yeah, funny world of. Franny World yeah Franny World I'm sorry of Fred and Bunny and it was and on that special he did Sinatra with the prosthetic makeup right
2: yes
3: he did
1: yeah it was he amazing he got into Whoa. that
3: prosthetic makeup stuff and uh, I tried to talk him out of it it worked for a while and yeah. on TV specials and whatever he did it um, but to do it in in person live it took hours to get into makeup so he he didn't do it there only on TV but um because Fred could do an impression on you he didn't need to put makeup on you knew exactly who he was doing before he even did it
1: oh yeah it and from- he and he moved and what i what i what I loved about Fred's style, John was he. He had amazing stage presence. Fred could take a bit and sell it. No matter how strong the material was or wasn't, he could sell the bit. He was a brilliant salesperson with with, with his comedy. Don't do you, do you, don't you think, Lois? I mean, he was amazing the way he sold a bit. Well, you know, when he got
3: out of the Army, he went back to New York, and he got into the paper sales, uh, paper business, where he – Went to, I don't know,
1: and sold paper. And <laughs> Doesn't surprise me he could sell anything. He was a good salesperson. <laughs> but he, oh. would, he would convince you. He could do a bit. He could, this is what I just thought was amazing about him, is he had such stage presence and energy when he performed. And he would throw out a bit, and he, he would sell it. He just would sell it, and the audience would they would fall right, right into what he wanted them to fall into. Uh, uh. And I oh, just yeah. thought, this guy is brilliant. He's brilliant, yeah, you know, it was. and not too many artists sure can do you that are
3: too. I've got to come to Vegas and see you perform.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I performed last night. I, I, I do comedy in a, in a show on Monday nights here. And then I, i will be doing my headlining show again very soon in one of the theaters here. So that's coming up pretty soon. I'll tell you about, but um, yeah, oh, absolutely. I would love to have you here. And then, you know what? We should, when you come into town, let me know and we'll go get something to eat. And we'll go over and see Rich Little over at the, uh, at his show. You bet. Yeah.
3: We'll have a good time I'd, I, I'd love to do that
1: I want to play right now We have a few remaining minutes Stay on the line though Stay on the line Lois. I want to play uh, Fred's song uh, L.A.'s My Spot Do we have that loaded John? Yeah L.A.'s My Spot Which was uh, a song that he wrote about L.A. Which I think should have been the uh, It should have been the official yeah. song uh, for L.A. Because I love this song
3: They've yeah. never named one
1: This should be it in my opinion Here's Fred Travelina.
3: L.A.'s My Spot
1: Yep
4: I've been searching all around For a special kind of town A place to hang my hat And call it home New York has its Broadway lights There's Chicago's windy nights Las Vegas has its shows And title fights. Like a covered wagon rolling westward bound I crossed the rocky mountains And I found L.A. is my spot Like a movie but you're in the plot Oscar winners that are really hot No town has what L.A.'s got Hey, the weather's fair There's an easy laid-back feeling there We have some spark, but baby, I don't care No town has what L.A.'s got sunset strip Some California wine, just take a sip We'll lunch at Mama's on. I'll leave the tip No town has with the mercedes top down this i swear the santa is blowing clean fresh air olympic champs compete right there no town has whatever champagne and sushi bar.
1: That is, a, that is such a great song. That was L.A.'s My Spot, um, uh, and that was the late, great Fred Travelina. That that song should be the official L.A. song. I mean, come on. You know. We've got Lois Travelina. You still there, Lois?
2: I'm here. I'm oh, here there you are. LA. Yeah,
1: we lost you for a second. Yeah, that, that should be the official L.A. song. Uh, no, No question. I mean, that's a brilliant song. It's great.
3: At the time there were 4 of them on the Tower Records shelf. Right. Steve Lawrence, Frank Sinatra, Randy Newman and Fred Travelina. Well, yeah. I Fred Travel, I say Fred Travelina's songs should be first. But anyway, I must say I want to add in here Christmas is coming the Manhattan Christmas Suite is a gem of original songs about New York at Christmas time. Go
1: to Fred and Travelina. Noticed- yeah, we're out of time. FredTravelina.com and you can contact Lois through there and, and see all of the different songs and everything. Thank you, Lois, so much for being on this morning.